Hey, it's Jared. I just wanted to hop in here real quick before we start the post-game show and let you know that the audio quality is uh, definitely not up to our usual standards. Not quite sure what was going on uh, on Andy's uh, line last night. I was I was out. I was nowhere around. I was uh, zonked out early. Uh, still kind of fighting this illness, so hopefully I'll be on Assembly Call Radio tonight. Um, but the guys handled it and did a really good job with the show. The audio just doesn't sound really good. So normally we try and level the audio out so that everybody is at the same level and you don't have to keep turning down your volume and turning up your volume, but trying to do that caused some major issues, so going to have to leave it where it is. So you'll hear Andy gets kind of low at certain points, then he's a little bit louder, um, and he's got some popping. So, you know, I I think they did a really good job with the show. I think it's worth fighting through, uh, but obviously it's not up to our usual standards, so I apologize for that. We'll make sure that we we get it fixed and try to figure out what the issue was. Uh, try to get it fixed so that doesn't happen again. So thank you for fighting through it if you choose to do so, and uh, hope you enjoy the show. Certainly, uh, we all enjoyed that win, getting that first road win. So wish the uh, wish the post game show was of a quality befitting that victory. But this is what we have. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight also on Assembly Call Radio. All right, here is the IU Minnesota post game show. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers went on the road and won by double digits in the barn, 68-56, to uh, in a game that uh, Trace Jackson Davis had more shots by the, under, or by the first media timeout than he did the entire game against Michigan, and he was really the story throughout, uh, dominating the game with 27 points and 16 rebounds in 35 minutes of action for IU. Uh, and, and it was an impressive victory for IU, not just because they won on the road, which we have certainly not been accustomed to, but uh, because they dug themselves an early hole, got down by 10 points, uh, and managed to come back, whittled away at the lead, got it down to about three uh, at halftime, I believe, and then uh, early in the second half managed to take the lead, and I don't believe they ever relinquished it once they got it back. Uh, it was uh, it was still a few tense moments to sweat it out, but they pushed the lead um, they pushed the lead up to uh, to double digits by the time uh, that the game uh, that the game was over, and a really key win for IU's NCAA tournament hopes, and a uh, and certainly a key win for the confidence of this team. Uh, I'm your host Andy Bottoms here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonsoni, and we'll break it all for you, break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. And with that, let's start our show the way we start every show, which is uh, I'm actually going to kick it to one of the guys first. I'm hearing there's some audio issues with me. So, um, Ryan, I'm going to let you rant first while I try to see <laughs> if I can uh, figure out what's going on here. And then we'll, uh, we'll loop back to the banner moment shortly thereafter. Well, I mean, look, uh, Trace All right, Jackson. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, uh, Trace Jackson Davis just dominated this game. I mean, it was that was what you expect when you recruit a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, and he's been great all year in general. This was sort of his masterpiece. Uh, Twenty-seven, after, especially after a down game, and and we talked about it on uh, again after the Michigan game that you know what he's a freshman, he's going to have some off games. It, that's just you know every freshman goes through that. Every even great players go through that, um, and and to only get three shots up and not play well and get you know 
tossed around on the re- you know on the boards. He came out with a purpose tonight. Twenty seven points, sixteen rebounds, eleven to fifteen uh, from the field. He was only five and nine for the free throw line, but you know what? Tonight I'll take that. Uh, given what he did the rest of the way, so career highs in points and rebounds. The dude is just awesome. He is so good, and when he gets a mind to attack, and when he gets a mind to be aggressive. I mean, you can't stop him. And there are very few people in this league who can match up with him. And tonight he saw the opportunity to attack and, and to just absolutely abuse Minnesota down low. And he did it repeatedly. He got going early. He had 10 points real quick off the jump, um, you know, but he really exploded in that second half and he really went at it. And man, just seeing he and, and race Thompson in the post playing off each other was just fantastic it was outstanding and those two guys frankly deserve to be the starting front court uh they are outstanding and when they play together and play off each other they dominate on the glass they dominate you know the, the way they play off each other when they're screening and moving and, and, and even switching um I, you know it was just such a good win for india it was a big win for india to go up to the bard and win anytime is a huge deal and to do it when they really badly needed a road win and needed a win in general is, you know, amazing. And this team in the second half buckled down and played great defense and then let trace Jackson Davis do work. And they got him the ball repeatedly and let him do work. And that's something we've been begging for all year. Just play defense and get the ball to trace Jackson Davis. It's all you need to do. And, and they did it tonight. And, and that's what Archie Miller's been begging for too. And, and they finally did it. And, and he just, he just, stand back and let the guy dominate and let him, you know, let him play. And, and that's what they did. And, and he deserves every compliment he's going to get tonight. I'm sure he's going to get a lot on this broadcast. All right. So I'm going to attempt to jump back in here and hopefully this is better. Um, in terms of the banner moment for tonight, uh, you could pick really run down any number of plays that trace made uh, the one, a couple that stand out, uh, the one where he back cut Devonte hit him and he, you know, hammered one down uh, in the lane that pushed the lead up to six, uh, and then uh, a sequence toward the end where he drew a charge on on Daniel Oturu. Some would say it was a flop. Ryan said it was a flop. I thought Oturu was lowering his shoulder a whole lot the entire game to try to establish position. So, uh, in my eyes, good on Trace for waiting till the right moment to actually uh, try to take the charge. So that was a positive. Uh, and then he came back down in the very next offensive possession, hit a long jumper as the shot clock was running out, uh, and uh, that pushed the lead back up to six again. So there were moments, uh, as I mentioned before, late in the game when Minnesota would make a little bit of a run, whittle it down. Uh, everybody it, it, where cheering for IU was uh, just kind of waiting for the bottom to drop out, I think, if, if anybody was feeling like I was. And it uh, seemed like today – uh, different than what has happened in some of these other road scenarios. IU was able to, to make a play to stem the tide here and there, uh, and, uh, and Trace was a big part of that down the stretch. So those, for me, uh, were among the banner moments with him. There's, there's a lot of other meaningful moments in a game like this where uh, IU really came up big in that scenario that we'll hit on, uh, that we'll hit on later, but it was a, uh, a solid performance from him. And uh, so our, our banner moment tonight, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, a company that was founded by an IU grad and remains based in Indianapolis. They may have 60-plus different schools available on their website, but IU is their first school, and they remain huge supporters of IU athletics. But the two most important reasons to shop Home Field are, one, 
uh, everything that they have is extremely comfortable. I know as any of us would attest, uh, anything that we've ordered from them, whether it be t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, everything has been incredibly soft, even after you wash it. And the uniqueness, uh, they have logos both for IU and other schools that you really can't find any place else. And so you just go there, you can uh, browse through their things. If you've uh, exhausted uh, all of the IU things they have on the site, which is hard to believe, there, there's a bunch of other uh, schools there as well that you can pick up just with cool designs that you, you might order because you don't necessarily have an allegiance to the school, uh, but just like uh, some of the designs and the, and the old logos that they have on those. So uh, remember, because you're a member of the Assembly Call audience, you get a massive discount when you order at homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code ASSEMBLY20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. That's ASSEMBLY20 for 20% off your entire order. So go to homefieldapparel.com today and get the most unique and comfortable IU apparel anywhere. All right, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man once again, and getting back to our, our normal order. So, uh, Coach, I'll... I'll throw it to you next to get your thoughts on a big road win. I know um, you you shared some inspiring words at halftime. Perhaps the team was uh, was eagerly listening in uh, based on the way they came out in the second half. But uh, what were your thoughts on the game tonight? Uh, I, I'll just say this: point eight three six points per possession uh, defensively. Indiana um, uh, allowed tonight after the debacle at Michigan defensively. Um, it was nice to see, and it was a big part of this win, and it's a nice win for the Hoosiers to get on the road. Uh, I'm still going to go back and say you just need to be uh, consistent now, uh, enough with the up-and-down play uh, and, and the, you know, hanging the heads. And uh, But they found it again, and, and they're, they're finding it maybe quicker than they have in the past, you know, a three-, four-game uh, effort problem. So uh, – I'm very pleased, uh, to be honest with you, Andy. I think I'm a little shocked uh, coming into tonight trying to get prepared to watch the game and do a halftime show, which I obviously wasn't prepared because I didn't have the mic plugged in. Um, and, and so I just think it was a great team effort. I think everyone chipped in. Uh, Deron Davis did some nice things early to keep Indiana going uh, when it was a 10-point deficit for the Hoosiers. Uh, I thought I thought the energy was there, which was nice to see. And, and I think that, uh, again, the emphasis of getting into post, at some point I stopped charting post feeds. We were up close to 30 post feeds on the game, and that just makes the offense. And not only that, Indiana was driving the ball uh, with, with a purpose. Uh, its guards were looking to go downhill a little bit more. And so all of that combined, to, this is what Indiana is capable of doing. Uh, it, it gives us a nice uh, boost for resume purposes, and it's a, it's a good night to stay up late and talk Indiana hoops. Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely agree with you. I think the 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 way that IU really forced the ball into the post early uh, was something that when this team has been successful over the course of the season, we've seen that emphasis be there. Um, because I really think that uh, you know they came out, got it to Trace. He scored maybe the first four or six points. Uh, really were intent on getting him involved and and. It's one of those things we've we've talked about for so long. This team has talked about, oh, the identity has to be getting this, you know, getting the ball inside, getting the ball inside, and then it comes and goes. Uh, and I thought that for the most part tonight, as maybe as evidenced by what you said, that you 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 stopped charting it at a certain point. That that seemed to be there. Part of that I think was that uh, was Minnesota's defense, but I I do think there was uh, an attention to that 
and a consistent attention to that that was different than what we've seen in some of these other games where they struggled. Not just with Trace, but they posted Race Thompson more than I can recall them doing yep. in other games where he's gotten minutes. Um, Duran, I actually don't know that they posted him a lot when he was in the game. Joey had a couple post-ups. Um, and, and so I do think what you said, Coach, about really force-feeding the ball inside was – uh, was big, and I guess a lot of that goes back to guard play. So I would throw, uh, I'll throw that question to you first, Coach. Did you, did you feel like anybody really stood out in terms of their um, attention to that, their their focus on that from a, a guard perspective? I don't know that I'm ready to give any guard any credit in this season's basketball for Indiana Hoosiers, to be honest with you. It's been a rather pitiful guard play, but tonight was nice because you didn't really notice them. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the stats now. Uh, the guards don't have to be standout offensively. They just need to not turn the ball over. They just need to get, be solid, yeah. Yeah, get the ball where it needs to be. Here's what I liked. Feeding the post um, on the break. Uh, they're, they're trying to, you know, it's hard when you have two posts sitting down there to jam it in and, and everyone's at the, uh, the elbows and the blocks. Uh, there was a nice little feed to race for his and one uh, on a, a side pick and roll slip. Uh, they, they were finding creative ways to get the ball into the post, but I really like that, uh, pushing the ball hard and feeding the post. And yes, the, the guards had to do that. I, I thought, I thought Rob after got off to a real slow start, to be honest with you. And I was worried about his, uh, you know, locked in, but then, uh, when he made the driving layup in the first uh, half, I thought then he was he was pretty much locked in. But you can tell a difference, and I, I think I, I speak for all of us with how hard they move on offense, how hard they cut. We commented after the yep. Purdue game that Purdue was uh, a team that was cutting hard. Uh, I, I don't know that IU did it that well tonight, but they sure did it a lot better than in some of these lopsided losses. They were moving with a purpose, and that opens up the post, too. So, yeah, let's give credit to the guards. We've been hard on them. We'll continue to be hard on them. Um, you know, Finnessy had six assists, uh, and Durham had four, um, and even Devontae threw a, a good pass on a back cut. So, um, yeah, uh, kudos to the guards for, um, for having a solid night. Yeah, I'll say this about the guards. I, Al Durham, I thought, played another game with a lot of good effort. He got beat on defense some off the dribble. That's going to happen to him. That just is his thing. And hopefully he can work on his, you know, being his, his lateral quickness and, and his footwork in the offseason to get better, you know, so he doesn't get driven by so quickly uh, uh, defensively. But I thought he had good effort all night. I thought he was cutting. I thought he was looking to the post. He wound up with four assists and no turnovers. Only seven points, but he made two free, two big free throws late when he was gifted two free throws when he fell down and traveled and uh, really lucked out to to get a call on on Carr there. Um, I thought Finnessy six points, but he didn't overshoot it. He was two of four. I didn't mind the three pointer he took and missed. Um, and, and then he had three turnovers, but most of those were early at least as I remember them. And, and he wound up with six assists and I thought that he ran the team well. And I thought defensively, he did a pretty good job, especially in the second half uh, of fighting through those, those ball screens and, and getting to his man and not letting, you know, giving up drives to the hoop. I, I just, I thought that, I think that those two guys can build on what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And Finnessy's had games where he's been down or up or down or up, but I think that you're starting to see more good than bad even though I, I mean, he got abused uh, on defense against Michigan, but he was also facing a really good guard. And so maybe 
you know, he can start to build some confidence on that off of that. And we've heard that Rob is a guy who has issues with his confidence. So you really want to see him start to build into that. Devonte green had some nice plays tonight. Had, he hit a couple threes that wound up being pretty big. Um, I think that he did some Devonte green things as well that make you shrug your shoulders. But overall, I think the guards were better than they were bad. And, and Finnessy was plus 12 Durham was plus five and Devonte green was plus three. I mean, you have to kind of be, happy with that with the way the guard play has been this year you're kind of at least feeling more accepting of, of a night like that and look if they can be more good than bad that's a huge win for this team they don't have to be great and and you know getting a getting a random Devonte green 27 point night is great and it's awesome and and you're gonna need that at some point but in general if they can just be more good than bad and and sort of you know hold that even line and be a little better uh, with what Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, some of these post players could do, I think that that's, that's all India is going to need. Yeah, I thought the other main storyline, uh, especially coming in, there was a lot of question about adjustments and what Archie was and wasn't doing. But there was a couple things tonight that stood out in that regard. One was ball screen coverages. They, they played more of a flat coverage um, that was really designed in large part to string things out a little bit more as opposed to the hard hedge, which is really trying to get the other team going backwards. Um, that was a change. I don't know that at times it was dramatically more effective uh, than what we had seen, but it was it was different. It was a uh, at least a, a, a notion that he's seeing and the coaching staff is seeing what we have seen uh, at times with some of the struggles there. And the other, the other big thing was that he had a really quick hook with Joey Brunk in both halves. Uh, not unwarranted based on, you know, Joey was still struggling with that. I think he, um, even with that different ball screen coverage, struggled a little bit. And I, I just thought that, but he had a quick hook from him. He went to Duran early, uh, really went to race more in the second half. And, uh, and I thought those were, were big adjustments that you saw from the coaching staff. Uh, coach, your, your thoughts on the ball screen coverage and, and what, if any, impact that really had on on how much better the defense seemed to play? Well, it, I thought they changed up where they caught the, the ball handler coming off the screen. They still stayed. Uh, Ryan and I were texting back and forth. They still stayed long. Um, yeah, this time, right, coach. Yeah, yeah, they're catching them flat um, instead of uh, putting their rear end parallel to the sideline and hoping that the ball goes back and then the defender going closer to the half court line. What they did was they put the defenders, uh, the ball screeners, defenders rear end parallel to the baseline and then stayed with the guard as he went uh, left and right. I, I'm I'm thinking because of the lack of athleticism for some of the people in ball screen coverage, they wanted to keep them closer to the lane. It's a little closer to recover back to your man, um, and, and it's a little more congested for the guards uh, to to make passes and maybe get it to the roll guy. Um, so so he went from a hard hedge to a flat ball screen. Uh, I, I'm also agreeing with Ryan uh, that sometimes they stay too long on that. Um, you, if he's not going to turn the corner and penetrate the lane, you got to just let that guard get get uh, coverage back. So you and don't it's a get, feel get thing. Out. You got to feel yeah, that yeah. out. And, and some players are better than doing it, but I think it worked tonight. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Minnesota basketball to know if they were real dangerous on the pick and pop, and I don't have the synergy stats and all of that or the pick and roll. But I do think that was a, a nice adjustment from the Michigan debacle where we were just handing them points off, off the screen and roll. Yeah. Just got yeah. So um, I was happy to see that. There's only so many ways you can you know 
guard a ball screen and, and you know you can't ice it which is keep it on a side because that's opposite of your pack line principles you can trap it which is the same problem uh i think this was a nice thing given uh what what problems we've had and and kudos to you know probably coach roberts that's why he got a technical he was so happy about the ball screen coverage yeah i i I think you do have to give the coaching staff credit for adjusting in Michigan and, and, and a few games, you know, we've seen over the last couple of weeks defense. I mean, offenses have, they figured it out and they figured out that Joey Bronx stays too long on that high hedge. And it, it screws up your rotation when, you know, then your wing player has to cover the post, your wing defender has to cover the post that leaves a wing defender. That leaves a, a wing guy open, or you've got a wing, an undersized wing guarding a post player. One of two things is going to be open. And, and you were right. There, Joey stayed too long in the new coverage too. He did. And, and look, you know, when you've been training one way for months, I'll give Joey a a break on this. When you've been training one way for months and then, you know, during a few days in practice, they say, okay, we're going to do this completely differently. It's hard. It's hard to, to, to adjust those instincts. And I've read people saying, well, you know, Virginia used that hard hedge and won a national title. It's like, this ain't Virginia right now. We don't have the players to do that right now. They don't have, you know, they had mobile big men who could go out and do that, who could guard all five positions. I mean, they had guys who could really go out and do that. And this team doesn't have it. And, and if, if Archie and the guys, they want to win, they got to adjust. You got to adjust your personnel. You want to make the term, you got to adjust the personnel that you have. I know in an ideal world, what they would like to run. This is not an ideal world with an ideal roster. So and, and kudos Ryan, to the coaches for adjusting and kudos to them for force feeding the post. And after, you know, watching the film from the Michigan game and just being like, yeah. all right, we got to change this, 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 and this, if we want to win games. And and at this point, you got to do that. It's the end of the season. It's crunch time. You want to win games. You got to make the adjustments. And, and Ryan, I was talking to the guy that I coach with and, and I'm like, what do college coaches think about changing up, you know, their scheme? He goes, I've been to many clinics where the coaches say, you know, if our ball screen coverage isn't working, what do you do? He goes, sub. <laughs> a lot yeah, of co- I mean, a lot of college coaches are just so stubborn that this is what we do and we're going to do it. And if it's player A can't do it, yeah, yeah, player B, but you're, you're 16 and nine and need some wins and the ball screen's getting abused. Uh, there's time to build that back into the program next summer or whenever you got to win and, and you gotta winning's win. a lot better than running what you want to, you know, um, Sometimes you got to give in on that stuff. Yeah, you, you just yeah have but to. boy, they, they, it, it's a common thing is what I, I, I was asking about. It doesn't make it right. No, it's um, absolutely true. I mean, look, coaches get thing. to this. The coaches that get to this level get to this level with the system. And when that system isn't working, they say it's the players, not the system. Because I've, I've got an example of the system working. And it's like, well, that, that's fine. But if you want to win, it's, you, you, you've got the players you got. You know, and yeah. you got to make it win. And, so, and the same honestly, thing goes for rotation, too. Um, I, I love Joey Brunk. I love what he's bought, brought to the program. He's He's been exposed the last couple of days, whether it's personnel or scouting report. But pulling him, honoring him by keeping him in the starting lineup, you can agree or disagree, but then having a short leash on him in, in, in a game that you needed to win was probably the right thing to do. Agreed. And until Joey figures out what he can do um, to, to – to change things up, and I'm sure he will. But uh, th- th- those are a couple situations there where I thought uh, whoever got into Archie's ear or Archie got into his own head that that this was a little better gotcha. coached, little better coached effort than Min- uh, Michigan was. It was. All right. Well, coming up as we continue our breakdown of IU's 68-56 win at Minnesota, we'll point out today's meaningful moment you might have missed, and then go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes in the game. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stay with us.
This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot, or an episode of The Assembly Call. Thank you, Jordan. You're listening to The Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. I'm Andy Bottoms, here with Ryan Phillips and the coach, Brian Tonsoni, and we are breaking down Indiana's 68-56 road win over Minnesota. And now it's time for tonight's meaningful moment that you might have missed. Uh, There were any number of of these uh, to really go on. There's one that we've talked about Trace a lot. He has uh, figured prominently in a number of these. Um, So the the one thing, there was one great play. Uh, Again, I think Minnesota had gotten a lead down to two relatively, relatively late in the game. Uh, and it was a really good play between Race Thompson and Justin Smith. Uh, Justin made a really strong cut to the middle of the lane. Race hit him with a pass, uh, and it pushed the lead back up to four at a time that things were getting tight. Everybody's getting a little worried, uh, and, and things just generally were uh, maybe maybe a little uneasy uh, for the team. And I think that speaks to, you know, Race was able to do a number of different things, um, but I think his versatility in that situation uh, made him really effective. I believe he was driving and made that pass to Justin. And it was just a, a big play to kind of push the lead uh, from two players who you might not have expected to really make a big play in a game that was so dominated by Trace. Uh, but again, I think underscores some of the, the great things that Race did. So no better person to kick it to than the uh, the, the head of the Race Thompson fan club and uh, Mr. Ryan Phillips, to whether it was that play or anything else with Race that you want to hit on. No, I just think it was his general game tonight. I mean, he was fantastic. And, 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 you know, watching that, you, I've, I've, I've already had people texting me cause they know I'm Mr. Ray's Thompson fan and, and texting me and DMing me being just like, does he need to start? And, and I don't think it matters if he starts or not. I, it just matters that he plays and 25 minutes tonight race could, could play 30. I, 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 he was plus 21 tonight, which was better than anybody on the floor. Uh, he did the 10 rebounds. He had nine points. He was driving. He, he had one play where he went up over a Turu and, and scored and got fouled. And I mean, he just, I think it was a Turu at least. Um, but it, it just fantastic. He was just fantastic all night. He's great on the boards. He's great on defense. He moves his feet. He gets guys, you know, he gets in front of guys. He had a block too and a steal and the guy just knows how to play basketball. He does. And he, and, and a couple of weeks ago, Tom, coach Tonsoni and I were, we're talking. We said, I, you need some dudes. Ray Thompson's a dude. That's a guy who gets it done. And he, and he's, you're better when he's on the floor. And, and I think that you look at trace Jackson Davis and he's a guy, you know, Indiana loses something when he goes to the bench. I'm starting to feel the same way about race Thompson. I feel like that guy is makes Indiana better every time he's on the floor. And, and I realize you know, <clears throat> he's, he's a, he's a sophomore who, you know, Obviously, his his first year of playing last year was really, you know, uh, had gaps in it because of his injuries and all that stuff. And and he's kind of got slowed by injury this year, too. But that's a guy who can play and that's a guy who needs to play a lot. And and um, just I, I was so impressed with him tonight. I was impressed with him against Iowa. And and I really think this is a guy who needs to see the floor a lot down the stretch. I mean, this is you can't you can't hide him anymore. He's a guy who needs to be in there. And quite frankly, I think that the trace Jackson Davis, I said in my opening trace Jackson Davis and race Thompson, that's our best big man combo. And, and they're proving it over and over and over again. And, and we, we always uh, have our chat uh, text messaging going on. Uh, also nice to have Deron Davis come in and really contribute in the last few games. Uh, so you got three guys and, and we all love Joey Brunk, 
But those three really are bringing it. But let's go back to Race Thompson. He is a dude, and we have been talking a little bit about what Archie wants. He wants to get a lot of length. He wants to get some players in that can do a variety of things. Well, Race is that guy. He can guard down low. He can go out and guard the four. He can shoot. He can do a lot of things. But the one thing that has been missing, which all of us, all of us fans and everyone, is just that all-and-out hustle. And I felt even on the games when he's been out of position defensively, I think he did some had a tough game at Michigan defensively. But he's young in experienced play he, uh, uh, of playing the game, and you learn by playing the game. You can be in practice two years in a row or watch, but you learn by playing the game. And so he's just starting to come into his own, and I just think he's going to be great for the rest of this year and, and, and the two years that he has remaining. And once you see Hunter start figuring it out as well, uh, he only had 11 minutes tonight, but I thought he was in there and being aggressive uh, in his play. He's got to get better to get more minutes. But there are some dudes that are currently here that are starting to say, hey, uh, we're going to take some minutes from some other dudes. Um, and, and that's what you want, that competitive uh, competition to move Indiana better. Yeah, I thought you brought up Jerome. Uh, he was a guy – you mentioned something earlier too about guys cutting harder. He really came in – right when he came in the game, cut really hard, came off a curl. He was off balance when he took the shot, and it didn't end up looking like a very good shot. Um, but he was he was really active. Uh, had that great weak side block on Oturu, which he came out of nowhere. I don't think Oturu saw that coming at all. Uh, but I thought in the minutes he was in there, he wasn't forcing shots, but he was really, really active on both ends of the floor. Even defensively, I thought he covered a lot of ground and uh, was really in tune with what they were trying to do. So that block early was another play that uh, I had marked as a, as a potential meaningful moment. Um, Ryan, any other moments stand out to you? Uh, just making the free throws down the stretch was huge. I mean, and Al making those two after he, you know, got gifted two free throws essentially because Carr didn't touch him. I'm, I'll take the foul. I'll absolutely take the take the foul call. Uh, Lord knows Indiana took some bad ones in this one, some really ticky tack stuff, but that was not a foul. And Al, you know, gathered himself after pretty much what should have been a turnover, stepped to the line and made two free throws to stretch the lead out. I, I think that was huge. And then Fennessey, uh, you know, got a steal, went down the floor, got fouled by Carr from behind and and made his two free throws. And I think that really helped stretch the game. You know, when you're when you're in a tight game on the road, you have opportunities to stretch it out. You have to take them. And he really took those. Then, then there's, of course, I mean, this isn't one you might have missed, but that that Trace Jackson dunking on the entire state of Minnesota was was a real momentum changer for that game and really, really helped carry them for a few minutes there, I thought. Mama, there goes that man. Or how, what's what's he say on the? You got it, Mama. There you goes that man. You were gonna go with uh, a bitter beer face, so like a uh, no, no. No, 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 no. That's right, that's we, Bardo. We appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, there, there. The, the other moment was Smith's block at the two and a half minute, three minute yeah. mark or something on the fast break. That that you know, I think everyone saw that one too. It's not a meaningful moment we missed, but. What a big play, and we're hard on Justin Smith because he sometimes takes some time uh, off inside a game, but that's a huge play, and that right there showed that this team, whatever happened in Michigan in between those days, both the coach and the players were a little more locked in, or a lot more locked in, actually, than what they had been. And not only that, but the the, the three or four guys that hustled back to get the rebound, yep. uh, the one guy who made the bad pass uh, didn't hustle back, but we'll just leave that alone for today. Uh, trying to be positive here, coach. Yeah, we're trying to be positive, but it was a lazy pass. I about said a bad word in my coaching thing. It was a 
lazy pass, and it was a lazy effort getting back after the pass. But what a block. I, I thought that was really important. And then we do need to talk about the technical foul. Uh, I thought I saw Robert say I was telling him to uh, get back or I was telling him to something offensively. I don't think they were yelling at the officials. No, I think they he weren't. slammed. He slammed his uh, board down on the floor to get the attention of Indiana's team. And I, I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't like officials. I, I think I've said that several <laughs> times on the show. But I, I, want everyone, I want everyone out there to know. I, I, I mean, Joel, Joel's a retired official, Cabby Green, uh, Joel Wonder. So that's the only one that I kind of like is the retired ones. Man, I, just, I didn't think it was a poorly officiated game. But I thought they were ticky-tacky, uh, beneficial of Minnesota early. That technical could have really changed the game. And kudos to our team not handling that adversity in a bad way. Uh, th- that's They need to be better than that. Uh, give a warning. Make sure you know what's going on before you just flat out uh, hit someone with the technical when it wasn't yeah. demonic. That, that, that's, that's just not good basketball officiating. Doesn't surprise me. Well, I felt like Patino got a lot of rope for all the conversations that he had with them. Yep. And, uh and and it was a pretty quick trigger uh, for Roberts or or whoever they were. I mean, that's what they said on the broadcast that it was him pounding on the pounding the floor. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows? What are you gonna do? All right. Well, now it's time to go inside the numbers. Uh, this is an area that we uh, you guys really worked hard to avoid after the Michigan game, but I think a few <laughs> a few noteworthy things to hit here. Uh, one of which is that IU only took five threes in the second half. They were eleven of twenty two. Uh, from two-point range and, and two of five from three. Uh, it made 12 of 15 free throws. Ryan, you talked about that a minute ago. I think they were eight for eight. Uh, down, down the stretch. The stretch. And despite some stretches where they really gave up long offensive rebounds while Minnesota was hurling three-point shots at the basket, IU did end up out-rebounding Minnesota 39 to 38 um, with uh, Trace and and, and uh, Race grabbing 26 of those rebounds. So thought that was good. 15 assists is a really good number. Uh, for this team compared to 15 on 24 numbers. made made uh, field goals too. Yeah, that's, 15, uh, 15 so assists for, on 24 made. team. Yeah, for this team, that's solid. Outscored Minnesota in the paint, outscored them off the bench. 10 nothing second chance points, which is Minnesota got 13 offensive rebounds and no second chance points. So that's that incredible. A little bit fluky. Uh, outscored them in points off turnovers with 16. The problem is that most of the rebounds they got offensively were like I said, missed threes that they're running down. And even by the time they corral the rebound, they're 18, 20 feet from the basket. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that, I guess that helps a little bit, but uh, coach, any other numbers as you look down the stat sheet? Stand- um, no, I just, I think it's uh, very important. The second half shooting was really fantastic. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, I like that. Uh, the rebounding numbers are a little bit, uh, out of whack because like two possessions they got three or four offensive rebounds yeah. at a time uh and so that 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 stacks up the numbers and, and that's not good to have that on one possession but it, it wasn't like they were just pounding offensive glass all game I thought there was a little bit of a stretch uh on on that I do like the fact that Trace Jackson Davis had 15 shots um I, I think that just and Thompson had six so the ball, the ball went where it was supposed to, and 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 you know we're all trying to figure out what has been wrong with this team, and uh, you know is it chemistry, is it coaching, is it players or whatever. Well, tonight it it kind of clicked the way it was supposed to, uh, kind of like it did in, in a lot of the wins, and so the question just remains: 
which team is it. But, again, 10 turnovers uh, is very good. I like that number. Uh, five blocks. How about that for uh, a number? And they weren't all trace. No, and, and it was just – this team seemed more active. I think the stats prove that this team was moving better, was more active uh, than, than they have been on the road uh, any time previously. And, um, yeah, no, I, just, I think a number that stood out to me was that Minnesota was only four of 25 from three. I thought, uh, I thought Indiana did a great job recovering to shooters. And that's they a great given, point. They weren't getting open, wide open looks. There were some times where they got it off and, you know, had a, had a hand in their face. There were other times where they got it off, but Indiana had a guy closing and, and it was at least, you know, in the, in the zone to make it uncomfortable. I, I, I really think you you were right about the second half shooting for Indiana, 13 to 27 in the second half, 48 percent. Hey, if you only take five threes and you make two of them, you shoot 40 percent. That's way above Indiana's season average. So uh, two of five at three in the second half is great for Indiana, 40 percent. But I, I agree. I thought I agree about the, what coach said about the rebounding numbers. I was surprised it was that close. But then you think back and they got a bunch of offensive rebounds on two or three possessions uh, that kind of sent it out of whack. You know, and they were just long, long shots, giving long rebounds. And, you know, sometimes that can't be helped. And even if you block guys out, the ball bounces over you. Um, so I, I I was really impressed with the way they rebounded. And uh, I think that that they really did a good job. The key for me was just the defense. And I'm not sure what the points per possession was. You mentioned it off the top, Coach. It was like point eight three six. Point eight three six. That was fantastic. I mean, they, they really knuckled down in the second half and, and played – solid, solid defense. And if you look at the numbers in the second half, Indiana beat, outscored them 40 to 25. And, and it, it was obvious watching this. You could have had no score listed and just the audio off and watch the way they were engaged on defense, and you knew that was going to happen. And, and, Ryan, going into the game, I, I had read somewhere where Minnesota doesn't shoot the three very well. Well, the defense not only guarded the three well, but it forced them to take 25 threes. Uh, and then the number, uh, last number that I'll throw out is Oturo was 5 of 15, and he's their leading scorer at 19. He only got 11. Yeah, if they made it difficult hold, on him all Yeah, night. he was hard, uh, and, and that was the way they guarded him. And then the other two guys – uh, Kelsher uh, only had six, was one of 11. Uh, and that's Justin Smith that was assigned to him to start. So, again, sometimes you don't see Justin Smith's strengths uh, because it's just guarding someone running around chasing someone. Uh, but uh, And Archie has said that Justin's a really good defender. I think that one for 11 on Kelsher, who has hurt people in the past. And then Carr, which is, what, the ninth leading scorer in the Big Ten, only had 12 on three of nine shooting. So that just speaks again to what we both have been saying or all have been saying about how great the defense has been. Yeah, Durham and, and Finnessy I mean. rotated on Carr and I thought did a pretty good job on him. Uh, you know, at least making him work for it. And and uh, there were a couple times, there was one or two times he drove right by and, and was able to get into the lane and get a bucket. But those those opportunities are few and far between for him. You're muted, Andy. Sorry about that. Uh yeah, the, we enjoyed it. Is yeah, that's good. Like you know, the other uh, you know, you mentioned the Otura shooting numbers, and even in the second half, the three point shooting, they forced Minnesota took almost half of their shots in the three point range. I mean, they took the shots that IU wanted them to take, as opposed to uh, as opposed to the other way around. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was really really key in the way that IU defended, and uh, never hurts to have a team just miss a bunch of shots, which um, you know IU usually is the team that's doing. Yes, that. So it was nice to see uh, nice to see other people struggle. Uh, every now and again so 
that was a uh, that was a positive for sure from a statistical perspective uh, so with that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap that up. We're going to get ready ahead to, uh, game balls. That should be, uh, among the shortest discussions that need to be had, uh, at this stage of the game, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the game ball next, uh, and any other lingering storylines, and then, uh, we'll have last call. Stick with us here on the assembly call. Zizloft, I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. You can also text IU to 66866 to subscribe to the newsletter. That's IU to 66866. I'm Andy Bottoms here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonsoni, and we are breaking down Indiana's 68-56 victory over Minnesota. And now it's time for Game Balls, which, uh, as I said earlier, will be among the quickest discussions that we will need to have <laughs> over the course of the season. So um, I'll go ahead and say I'm going to give mine to Trace. I'm going to really go out on a limb. Uh, give it to the guy who dominated the game and had 27 points and 16 rebounds. Brave. Although I will say one stat, one stat that we did not uh, we did not mention. Race was plus 21 overall for the game. So, uh, you know, certainly he in 25 be, minutes. Uh, I think second was... in. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So I think he'd be the second in line and the honorable mention guy. But uh, it, Trace feels like the obvious choice. Uh, Ryan, I assume you concur, but I'll give you a chance uh, just in case. Yeah, I'm going with Trace Jackson Davis, 27 points, 16 rebounds, uh, two blocks, uh, 11 to 15 shooting was just a presence all night on both ends and, and really just a fantastic performance. It's his best game as a collegian, I think easily. Uh, and, and yeah, I would give the, the honorable mention to Ray Thompson for nine points and 10 boards, a block and a steal and that plus 21 in 25 minutes, but trace also played 35 minutes tonight, man. I mean, that that's, that's a freshman really putting it all on the line. And uh, you know, he was rewarded for hard work on positioning. I think that was the big thing is that he got down the floor quickly, got good position and his teammates had to give him the ball. You know, I mean, he was in a position where they, they couldn't not give him the ball. And uh, but I thought he worked real hard on both ends and he deserves all the accolades he'll get from this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same as you guys. It, it's you kind of want to give it to, to race Thompson because he almost had a double double. And I thought he was really influential. Obviously, Trace Jackson Davis is the reason uh, main reason Indiana was able to win tonight. But without races efforts, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, as easy as as it was down the stretch. So um but the thing about Trace Jackson Davis, two freshmen hit the freshman wall too. Uh, you know, it's hard to to put the team on a back of a freshman sometimes because it's just different than the high school game. Even though they're used to playing AAU and doing that, I thought Race the last uh, three or four games might have looked a little tired uh, mentally and physically. Uh, he wasn't that way tonight. He was absolutely dominant tonight. And and as Ryan said, you can tell that by when he gets position. 
Uh, he wasn't standing straight up calling for the ball. He was really getting low. He was quick spinning uh, to get to the basket, uh, and, and he really was uh, moving well within the post. And that's just good to see because you're, you're going to need him down the stretch to win some key games to get into the tournament. So, yep, Trace Jackson Davis gets the game ball. Thanks. Uh, I'd like to see Race Thompson play a lot of minutes uh, going forward. Uh, I think we're all in agreement on that. And thank goodness a, a mini game ball to the guards for not messing up tonight and, and doing some decent things. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that you, lingers coming out of this game. And, and we'll talk more about this on Assembly Call Radio tomorrow night. Probably won't do a ton of, of previewing of Penn State uh, at this point. But – it, it, the, the questions essentially are, are what you said, Coach, is how much, how many minutes does Race get going forward? Is the rotation that we saw uh, late in the game and really for the majority of the second half, is that what really carries forward where you had the three guards? Armand played a little bit. I didn't think he played poorly necessarily. Um, did a good job. He's really intent on feeding the post as much as anybody. Um, so I think in that regard, he played, he played fairly well, but you really saw – the majority of the minutes go to the three guards. You saw Race and Trace on the floor a lot. Joey in some spot minutes. Duran, I don't think, played very much at all in the second half, but did give uh, a few minutes of rest, and then Jerome sprinkled in a, a, a little bit. So do we think this is really the turning point of now the, the balance of some of those front court minutes really get tips, tips more in the scale of Race? Or is this a one-game deal where – you, you don't really know what's going to happen moving forward. I think everybody looks at this game and, and probably some others and, and would suggest that needs to happen or needed, needed to happen earlier. But do we really think this is the, the turning point for that kind of lineup and rotational shift? Coach, I'll let you take that. I think, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know that you'll see a whole lot of difference uh, in, in maybe the starting lineup. But I, I do think uh, I would encourage Archie to play the guys that are playing well uh, and think about uh, some additional minutes. Uh, and, again, I, I, hats off to Joey Brunk and, and, and looking forward to, uh, you know, the, the, the show on, on the journey or that tonight, which is featuring him and, and uh, the, the issues that, that he's had to face as a young man. So, you know, with, with all due respect to Joey, uh, he's got to get back into into some minutes, and, and you do that by practicing hard and doing the right things. And when the when his time calls, of playing well. But I do think Race needs to play some of his minutes, uh, and I think Duran has earned some of the minutes as well with his play. So I would like to see a similar game plan as tonight, um, where there wasn't wholesale changes, but it did seem like you went with the players who were playing a little bit better at the time. And I just think that has to happen um, and be a, be a part of the plan going forward. Yeah. I, I just think that the, the, I agree with you, coach. I think that he, and I know Jerome Hunter hasn't been great the last two games, but I think that's a guy you're going to need going down the stretch too, whether he's just having kind of a freshman lull here uh, or not. I, I think that, that race and, and Hunter are going to have to start eating into the minutes of, of guys like Bronk and, and Justin Smith. And I, I just think that I thought Justin played pretty well defensively tonight. And I thought he played well defensively against Iowa, but at some point you got to find somebody to, to reduce their minutes and maybe reducing Justin's minutes makes him a little more of a focused, effective player. I, I think you got to hope for that. Um, but I think that honestly, you're going to need those young guys down the stretch and 
you got to find ways to get him on the floor. And I, and I agree. I think Deron Davis, when he's been in there, has been better tonight. He didn't really get going tonight and, and had some, some foul issues uh, early. But that's a guy we know can score in the Big Ten, and we know can body up against guys in the Big Ten. And it's also five more fouls you can use if the opponent has a good big man like an Oturo, uh, Otero tonight. All right, well, with that, uh, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. Remember that because you're an Assembly Call listener, you get 20% off of your entire order at homefieldapparel.com with the promo code ASSEMBLY20. So if you want a great deal on the most comfortable and unique IU apparel that you'll find anywhere, go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code ASSEMBLY20 for 20% off your entire order. All right, guys, it's time for the last call. It's late here. My audio apparently has been poor, so uh, I think those are both signs to... <laughs> Understatement. Uh, to uh, wrap it up, so I apologize to everybody about that. I have no idea what's going on. Um, felt like my internet connection was actually better than normal, and so of course something else goes wrong. So uh, fitting, fitting for this season, where anything that can go wrong does go wrong. Uh, Ryan, I'll kick it to you first. All right, uh, I just think it was a huge win for Indiana to get another road win to beat a conference team on the road and play the way they did, which is the way they want to play. They want to play tough defense. They want to win through the post. They want to win, the, you know, be able to finish the game off at the free throw line, 16 to 22, 12 of 15 in the second half of the free throw line. Got there, were able to convert, uh, and, and played solid, really good defense throughout the second half and really finished the game off. They've had problems in the second half uh, of road games, just wilting and falling apart, and that did not happen tonight. I wrote, I wrote on Twitter that, hey, you know, They've wilted in the second half repeatedly. That needs to change, and they didn't. They stepped up in the second half, and and kudos to Trace Jackson Davis for what's probably going to be another Big Ten Freshman of the Week award. Uh, <clears throat> that kid is absolute nails, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, we, he's everything you could want in, in, in a freshman. So big-time performance from him, big-time performance from Race Thompson. Hopefully they can continue to build on it. And kudos to the guards, as Coach said, for not sort of screwing it up and getting those guys the ball when they needed to and, and, and just playing a solid game of basketball, which is really all Indiana needs from those guys is a solid game. I'll go ahead and take my last call, Andy. Um, yeah, just nice. It's nice as a fan. You know, we're frustrated to, to watch some of the ways that Indiana has lost games on the road. And, and we we really want Indiana to get back to that tournament and where it's right there close to. And so I feel the frustration of everyone. But it's really nice to see uh, an almost complete effort tonight on both sides of the ball, especially in the second half. And to put a team away uh, late and not even have a situation where you have uh, press and turnovers uh, to be able to separate there the last three minutes show, should show this team that they're capable when focused, when locked in, when playing together, that they can beat a lot of teams. Uh, this team is not uber talented, but it can squeeze the most out of its talent if it plays like it did today, locked in on a scouting report, locked in on each other, doing the right things, getting the ball to the right people, and not worrying about uh, personal uh, accolades or whatever has been bothering this team. And so – the blueprint is there. It's Iowa. It, it's it's at Minnesota, and 
it's not at Michigan. So now it's up to everyone, the coaching staff and the players, to decide if they're just satisfied and are going to go fluctuate back and forth from the two performances or are they going to steady this thing out and have a, a good five-game uh, run here to end the season in, in a Big Ten tournament and hopefully an NCAA tournament because I'm sure darn tired. Uh, I was worried about going on the show tonight, uh, saying the same things over and over again and arguing whether it's the player's fault, <laughs> Archie's fault, or Don Fisher's. No, it's never Don Fisher's fault. But, um, you know, this is what needs to happen, guys, and, and let's just keep going, going forward. And you're not going to win every time you play well. But if you play well more times than not, good things happen, and, and hopefully the lesson is finally learned. Um, so... Um, you know, just just a, a proud moment as a fan because th- th- this was a lot better than what I thought we were going to be talking about uh, late uh, on a on a Wednesday night. Yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be brief uh, from a bracketology standpoint. Definitely a huge win for IU to get another road win uh, to get just another win. Period. At this point, as some had them careening outside of the field, I did not yet. I don't think. Uh, Coach and the Delphi guys did either, but uh, from that perspective, a really big win. Hopefully, a confidence boost. Uh, now you get yourself in a position where you're going back home, uh, and you, you. I think if you set out at the beginning of the week and said split these road games, uh, you'd feel relatively good about it. Um, and maybe the way that you got there was a little bit different. Pretty varied uh, results and performances in the two, but I think the net result of what happened uh, is a positive one for this team uh, moving forward. So. Uh, with anything, if this part of the season has taught us anything, it's that you can't really read too much uh, into game two from uh, <laughs> or into one game from the next. But uh, we will uh, we'll see what happens as we go from there. Uh, but with that, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to 66866 to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to longtime listener Bob Thompson, who produced much of the music you hear on the show. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU Hoops again with you on Thursday night. Till then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thank everybody for coming out. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Way to fight oh, through, man. Andy. Good job, man. <laughs> well, sorry, because I can't hear how bad it is. So apologies to everybody if it was uh, if it was terrible. I do not know what it was. And we may just like need to get you. We had a point that if. If we, we just stopped, I wasn't really sure what was gonna what was gonna happen. So I don't know. I tried taking we it out of the mic stand. I plugged it in, unplugged it fifteen different times. I don't know. We'll have so anyway, luck. We'll see. Can, I'm sure it'll be can... fine tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be fine tomorrow night when it doesn't matter. Are you hosting or no? Oh no, you're not. You're not on. I'm not. Tonight. So yeah. so it'll so no. I think because I, I, I think this happened before time. once when you were hosting. It didn't do the scrambling thing that it did a few times tonight, but it popped. And for some reason, we plugged it yeah. in and whatever. And it so it only happened when you were yeah. hosting them. Someone in the chat said maybe it's an overloaded sound card, which might, that might be true. Doesn't meet with all the stuff that you have to have. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I anything know. about a computer other than to I didn't even know where to plug the mic in today for the halftime show. I yeah, it happens. Uh, five by the minutes way, without a mic. A note from Zach Osterman. Uh, Minnesota hit nine of its first 11 shots and went 12 of 51 after that. So oh, that's Indiana yeah. picking off it, picking up its defense. So hmm. good for them. There you go. That's good. Big win.
big Absolutely. win. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here, and I'm gonna try to do this. I may text Jared see if he actually wants to post it or not. If it's that bad, so we'll uh, we'll see. I'll get that all figured out. There's some processing that has to take place after that. So uh, appreciate you guys shouldering right, a little bit more load and oh, course, putting up man. with it. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Later, guys. All righty. We'll see you. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. You gotta see this dog. It's a little puffball. It looks like a piece of cotton candy that I could just eat up. Oh, and it waddles when it walks. He's a little ducky dog. Oh, I wish you could see it. We really should have planned this better. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.